is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Here's another fun, another fun, pointless fact that will help no one. I have these Disney cups, all right? So when you go to Disney, at least the first couple times, you can sign up for this thing called the dining plan. And essentially, right. it's pre, pre-paying for your food. You pay up front, right. and then you get X amount of meals. And you don't have to use them certain places. You just basically say, all right, I can have quick service and sit-downs and snacks, right. so to speak. But part of that, they give right. you these mugs. They give you these mugs, and they're just your standard, oh, geez, plastic. I wouldn't say it's insulated, but it's not like – like there's, a, there's an interior cup. I'm trying to picture – I'm trying to explain. It's like do, a gas do, station do, mug. Eric, Eric, let, let me yeah. help you out. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the year is 2020, and, no, and I'm not, if you no, have I'm one of these in front no. of you, you no. have the ability to no. just convey this. No, no, we're, we're gonna. Okay, no, that's fine. No, well, no, you know, if fact, this, because if this because ends, if this somehow ends up in an episode, you'll need to describe it anyway. So please struggle on, Todd. All right. The goal here is to increase my <laughs> vocabulary or ability to explain using words. Okay, right? good. And that that is what I'm trying to figure out here. Like I okay. would talk at these. I found that I like these cups the most out of all okay. cups. You know, because okay. there are ceramic cups. There's tall ceramic cups. There's fat ceramic cups, and then there's your standard mugs. And I assume that you know what a standard mug would look like. You know, several inches tall. Several. You know, probably what one and a half, two inches. Uh, in, like a uh, coffee, like a coffee cup, as opposed to a tea cup, is what you're talking yes. about, right? Yeah, okay. Not, not, no. That's that's your standard. Now, what I'm talking about right. is a plastic, tall, okay, cup that you normally get at like a gas station for like a free gas, you know. And then you put those plastic lids on that swivel and that have a hole. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like I've got a rough idea as to what you're referring to. Yes. Okay. So they give you those down at Disney for each okay. meal plan you get. So I have probably about 15 of these cups and they have okay. pictures. They have pictures on the outside of like inside of the monorail or whatever. And it's goofy and Mickey and Pluto doing all types of crazy stuff. Right. I've used, I've used these cups so frequently that you have <laughs> that, that I have hand, basically the images are getting wiped off and becoming white, which is the <laughs> thing of the cup all, right. all around it from my hands. Okay. So where right. you see where I, where I place my fingers, so towards the top where I cr- grip it, it's right. nearly white. Towards right. the bottom, it's it's a lot better. I found two cups. We were I found two cups in the back of the uh, the cabinet because we were packing right. stuff up that I was not using that are right. in near pristine condition. And Ooh. then once again, I realized how bad my the cups that I have been using look because I did a side by side. Where right. it's like the top is all white and the other ones look perfect. And I just I, I found that amusing to me. You know, you don't do oh, with yeah. your ceramic mugs. You do not. Typically, your use of it does not affect. But the yeah, they don't really degrade. Tear, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the normal wear and tear of this cup was something else. And <laughs> and it just proves how much coffee. But I do find those to be my favorite cups out of all of them. Because yeah, you, you have your favorite cups like that. That's a thing. At least it is for me. Like I, I think I, so. I, I'm on board with you. I mean, some people take that to different degrees. Like 
I, I have I have the cups I, I like and I prefer and I tend to gravitate towards those. But if like it's not available, I'm not precious about it. I'm like, okay, give me a vessel that will hold this fluid and we're good. Whereas I I have known some folks who are like, oh, I don't have my cup, therefore I can't drink. And it's like, okay, that's that's maybe well, that's... a bridge too far for me. I'm like, come on. <laughs> have some perspective. <laughs> yeah. But well, I've moved on from many different cups. We used to, Lauren at one point in time was buying the Dixie throwaway one-time use coffee cups, which have like a weird, weird like paper. It's like a thicker paper. Kind of like what you get in like offices or used to get in like and, offices and, that, that it's like. Exactly. You pick it's up like exactly the office depot in their, their kitchen section. Kind of a thing. Well, yeah, I, I know what you're we talking were about. getting them at Sam's Club. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I think we got yeah, a yeah, yeah. thing at and we went through those for a while, and then I just I just never understood it. Lauren is big into paper plates and paper products, and I just don't understand it. And I get, I mean, it's like you get those and you throw them away. Sure, you don't have to wash dishes, but you still, you know, you're gonna have to wash forks and and other items. So, and we have a dishwasher, right? So I just never felt that the paper products saved that much. Oh, With no. a cup, no. I'm using the same cup for the majority of the morning. Dinner, you're going to have your plates. So, But she's all into the paper products. And I get it for parties and stuff. That makes a ton of sense because you don't oh, yeah. have – plus you don't want to you know, get a sink full of plates because you have 30 people over and everybody has a plate yeah, and so the, forth. The, yeah, the paper products have their time and place. Everyday use to me is not that time or place. Like, do do you think it's so? The question comes down to it, and I guess this might, you know, we might spoil an envelope at some point in time. (laughs) Would you? What would save more money or cost more, buying paper products or just running the darn dishwasher? So, before I expand on the actual answer to your question, let let me address this. There is exactly a zero percent chance that this is spoiling an envelope. You, you need to you, you need you need to realize that our executive producer Abby is is very much a fawn a fawn fan of anything green, ecologically well, preservative, etc. And while that is a good topic of conversation, I'm happy to engage on it. That is not something that would even remotely fall on her radar as a pointless debate. That is a debate. <laughs> so there. So the debate not... would be that we're using paper products, which you don't have to, right? That would be. Is that is that the aspect? Yeah, but I'm saying. But I'm is... saying. I'm saying that wouldn't that wouldn't be in an envelope because those envelopes are pointless debates. It's stuff that has no consequence, and there's very much a consequence well, in whether here's... you're using paper or or not in her well, mind. So we can have water, this discussion, and and it's well, you know, that, well, that's, that's my thing. And that's, is, is that's what whole, are we saving the whole away? Piece. Pardon me, well, listeners. That's, that's why if we're this, having if this rubs, rubs some wrong feathers, this is spontaneous talking out loud, working stuff out sort of a thing. But no, to me, there's always been a part of this, oh, well, we're going to do this thing to save whatever, and it's okay, well, what about all the auxiliary costs and, and incidental effects that this also brings to bear? And the, the dishwashing thing is a good point, because yes, on the face of it, oh, if all you ever do is use paper plates, that's wasteful. That That's just consumable resources that just don't get replenished and that that's problematic and just use plates you know normal plates and cups and everything but you bring up a good point okay well you you're using soap you're using water you're using electricity if it's an electric dishwasher you know what i mean like there there are a lot of other things that go into that so i mean the paper products factor into it i mean you could buy a really really nice i guess i believe the brand is dixie maybe yeah, I wanted I mean, to say they, Bic, but Bic is definitely pens. 
I think Bick makes some other stuff, but I can't remember what it is offhand, and that's not Post really the, notes, maybe. The, the topic I believe they're of more guy. office. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. But I do believe the nice paper they make lighters. Plates, the ones. That's yeah, what, that's they what do. I was thinking. They make lighters. Yeah, they do. They do. The nice paper plates are like a thick. So oh, we've yeah. had we've and then they also make real thin paper plates, which is what I tend to get. And then Lauren's like, "Well, you give me the nice paper plates. Like, get out of here. The nice paper plates. Bring out the, the bring out the fine china for this." <laughs> well, look, you go down dinner. that aisle and it does run the gamut. You can get the ones that are like paper paper plates that like really you need to use three of these that's to get enough yes. thickness to hold anything or you can go to the high end and they are done up like they are the nice paper plates and i never You're right. understood what? that personally oh, we... like to me that's a little overkill on the fancy for something uh, that's inherently disposable but i guess it depends on the event well and then you the know. middle the, the middle ground is probably what i deem is nice because i know exactly you have there are nice paper plates oh, the yeah. middle ground are, are your, the ones that typically we have for our hersey fest and for the birthday parties and i you yeah. know me i i bust out anything so we bring we bring out all the the non-used kids birthday parties so we'll have tinkerbell or oh, you know a power ranger the, or something on them oh one i mean i'm not saying the fondest memory but one of the one of the the quality memories from the bachelor camping jam mm. that we did was yeah. Jeff brought the brats, you brought the paper plates, and we're all and we're all sitting there eating brats off of frozen paper plates. And I'm gonna have to find the picture and send it to you, <laughs> and we'll have to put it up on the website because it's 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 the two the two gals from Frozen. And yeah. they've got this just look in their eyes, and we've got a brat sitting on the thing, and it's 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 pornographic. It's really what it is. But oh. it was hilarious. But no, yeah, my my bachelor party, the 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 bet, you know, we went camping, and you know, as such, you know, cooked cooked brats out over the fire, and you know, we ate those off of frozen well, yeah. <laughs> paper plates. And it's I, well that known. That makes perfect sense for us. That like that that was yeah. that was very on brand. And well, and it's well known and one of the warm memories. Yeah. Yeah, well, all my friends know that when we have fantasy or fantasy football draft, uh, essentially <laughs> over the last several years, like I would bring I'd bring little smokies, which you're familiar with. That's right. a oh, staple yes. of. So basically I bring crock pot food and then we right. bring the the chicken um, dip, which is like the Buffalo Ranch chicken dip. And right. I bring those. My my friend, uh, he brings the sodas and stuff. And I always bring the paper plates, the, the forks and cups. And the paper plates are always like, okay, what theme did my daughter or son have for their birthday party this year? Right. And that is, that's how it shows up. And <laughs> no one questions it. It's just, that is how it is. Cause I, hell, I've, I'm not wasting them, you know? So, and then no. Lauren, for some reason, she doesn't like me using them up here for our dinners. <laughs> so, so <laughs> they just stockpile. They, yeah. Well, I have a, I have a section in the house that is for paper plates, you know? So nowadays we have paper plates, we have our regular plates. And depending on what the meal is, if we're going to eat, which one we're going to use. And there is a time and point in time where we had coffee cups, which we were using. Well, we went through all those. And then Lauren likes having these little tiny cups. It's almost like mouthwash cups. Okay. And she just likes it so she can get a drink of water when she takes pills or something. And I'm fine right. with that. It, you know, they, okay. It's, I guess that that right there I feel is more use, feasible than an entire coffee cup where you could just use a paper one. If you're only going to take a small chug, I'd probably rather you throw that piece of paper away than use an entire cup that we will, you know, that takes up that valuable real estate in the dishwasher. 
<laughs> right. And right. I don't think we ever really use paper or, or plastic forks unless necessary, unless it's a get together with family or picnic. Right. You know, yeah. there's really no need yeah. to use that in your everyday life. Because I imagine if we're going to talk environmental, plastic and paper, that's still two totally different things, although they both can be recycled. And I I imagine using a paper product is better because it will biodegrade where plastic probably doesn't have that same effect. We'll have to call upon the experts for that because I surely don't know. Well, paper is paper. I don't, I don't know that you can recycle a paper plate. Like if you've got a paper plate and you've got baked bean juice all over it, you've, you've had pasta on it or whatever. I don't know how that recycles. Like I feel like the, well, but it'll the, the, all the food, well, and that's the thing. Like, okay, it goes into a landfill, but it will at least degrade. It's not going to be stuck around forever. Whereas like your plastic fork, it's, it's going to last indefinitely or you can try and recycle it. But that's the thing with plastics. Like some of them you can recycle, others you can't. Some of them technically you can recycle, but realistically, when it gets to the place, they're like, oh, this is type, you know, HQ alpha. We, this, we don't process that here. And it just ends up in a landfill anyway. Like it, it's a it's kind of a convoluted mess is, is my novice understanding of it to where just because something has a recyclable icon on it doesn't mean it's actually going to ever get recycled, even if you as an individual are doing what you're doing the right thing, collecting that separately and taking it to the place. It depends on what your local place can do and the economics of, well, we've got a whole bunch of this. I don't know how they're graded. I think, I think they're, I think it might be numbered. Like there's type one, type two, type seven, whatever, or maybe it's, maybe it's A, B, C, whatever it is. They're like, yeah, we got a pile of these three types, which we handle at our plant. We've also got a pile of these other four types that we don't. And it's, okay, is there, do we have enough of these that it makes sense to ship this to the plant that does handle those? Or do we just dump these somewhere? And I feel like more often than not, they just get dumped. Like, you're doing your part to recycle it, but the end product is not that your thing gets a new life in some Mm. cases. Mm. And a lot of people Uh, take that sort of a thing as well. I guess what's the point then? which doesn't really help the scenario either. Like, well, you know, we don't every- have, <laughs> I mean, do you have blue bags? I mean, I remember we living in Martin's Ferry when they first instituted recycling and they gave you blue bags right. and you did that. And then they had like, whether it be a separate day or, or you just basically separated your recyclables with your, your main garbage. We don't have that uh, in the country. So we have well, not recycled for 10 years, probably longer I mean, than that. I live in the big city. Our condo plex does not have recycling. We keep really? bringing it okay. up. We keep bringing up to the board. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? And it never goes anywhere. No, we've got there. There's big dumpsters okay. you take your trash to. And uh-huh. th- there have been plenty of times where we've had, you know, a separate trash can here at the house that we put all the recyclables in. But then we've got to, like, throw that in a car and drive it to exactly well, to do have, that. You have to make it easy on the people. If you want, if, if you want, change, if you want them to do it, right? that's it. That, that's it. I mean, because I... <laughs> there are folks like us, and I say this with love. Understand that I say this with love, but I live in a house full of hippies. Like we're all about, like let's save the planet, let's recycle, let's do our thing, and therefore sure. we're going to take that extra effort to separate the thing, set out the cans, and put them in the thing, and you know, eventually once we've got enough, drive them to a place to do a thing. Like we're going to do that. Your everyday person who is not that invested is like, well, if there are two two bins and it's a wet, whether I throw this empty 20-ounce bottle into the trash or the recycling, yep. 
of course I can throw it into the recycling. I'm not an asshole. But if you don't, but if you make, if you put it upon them to put a bunch of extra effort into it, they're like, yeah, I ain't got time for this shit. Into the trash it goes. Well, and, I don't even know where I would go, and that's the thing because I'm that second scenario where, where if I would easily throw one away, and I'd probably even do a little bit more, you know, diligence. You know, I'd have separate cans, and I'd have it all set up and have a systematic plan. But oh, yeah. hell, I don't know where to take it, and I'm sure, dude, I don't like to leave the house for anything, let alone <laughs> uh, get it. You know, have to right. find, all right, where where is this at? What do I got to do? And then you get zero reward for it. And then you, all you do is get a pat on the back saying, oh, you're helping save the planet. Well, I can be, I'm good for a lot of things, but I can't take an entire, you know, especially where I live. You know, the nearest recycling factory is what, 30, 40 minutes away. I'm like, sorry, right. I'm not going to take an hour and 30 minutes out of my day to drive there. So, but, but I think they should, I don't just, I don't understand why they can't just make it easy. If well, it no, matters, they, but then they, again, doesn't. You would assume that we've preached recycle, recycle, recycle for years on, you know, Sesame Street and all these other programs that it does make a difference. So if it makes a difference, why wouldn't we have some programs in place for everyone to be able to recycle? Because it costs money. I mean, it, that sounds super cynical, but I, I imagine most things in in life <laughs> when it comes down to it is what's that cost? But and does I it save money? It I mean, is so are we only recycling to save the planet? But I mean, you would assume that there's some big companies out there that do make money off recyclings for somehow. Let's right. Let's put it this way. And again, this is just this is a, a semi Professor Todd scenario. OK, but I remember in my youth when all the soda came in glass bottles. Sure. I don't know if you I don't know if you remember that because I was yeah we you know no, well, dad I mean, used to I don't dad used to go get multiple RC. cases of RC cola in glass bottles and mom would get seven up in glass bottles and we'd haul those home and they'd drink them and they'd collect the glass bottles and every time we went to the grocery store you you would be taking all of these glass bottles with and they had a place in the store that you would send your bottles and they'd give you a little receipt for a refund for them it was a thing it you you got money back from recycling. I remember when cans first started, there was a can crusher outside the IGA. You could load your cans in and you'd get a penny each. And it was big fun for, for me as a young person. It, it was monetized. It was incentivized for you, to, for you to do these things, right? They stopped using glass bottles, I think, because it was cheaper for the companies to just use plastic. And sure, they say, oh, yeah, this is recyclable. And there are some, some states that still offer you know, cash for those. But for the most part, anywhere I've lived, that's not been the case. You know what I mean? When it made sense to to recycle the things, when there was a bottom line advantage to, oh, there's these glass bottles. If you bring these back, we can just wash these out and reuse these, truly recycle them. They did that. They, they you know, there was, you, you got money back. You were incentivized to do that. Once it's like, well, we as the PepsiCo bottling company, whatever, whatever, can spend this much money on plastic bottles and don't really care if anyone ever brings them back. It's cheaper for us to do that than to use the glass and pay people to bring them back. I guess we're going to put everything in plastic now. And that's kind of yeah. how that went. So, like, I don't know that there's a whole lot. I think for the most part, most of the recycling efforts are purely for, well, let's try and not wreck the earth. Let's, let's try and make better use of our resources rather than there being any sort of fiscal benefit to doing well, so. Because if there if there was money to be made in it, it would be a lot more common. Well, everybody would be, it, there'd be more people doing it, I'm sure. Right. Let's cut to commercial. Okay. And when we get back, we can we can carry on the conversation. And we're back to pivot back to the original 
piece of paper versus regular plates bit. Like I said, I I I feel like there's a time and place for paper. Because like you said, if you're having a big party, you don't necessarily have enough dishes, dishes to support having a bunch of folks over, realistically. So, okay, we're going to get some paper plates and we're going to do this. And particularly comes to mind when you're talking drinks. Like you got, okay, I'm going to grab six two liters and I've got the ice crusher. We're going to do that. You may have enough Disney cups to cover everybody, but then everybody has to keep track of what, which ones they're like. You just get a pack. You just get a big of the red solo cups and a Sharpie and everybody can keep their act straight. Like that makes perfect sense. Am I going to use a solo cup day to day when it's just me hanging around the house, drinking coffee, drinking soda, whatever? No, that's, that's what we have actual cups for. That's what we have actual plates for is for normal dinner type situation i guess i was not aware that you and yours were keen on regular use of paper plates and so forth outside of festivity type contexts well i'm not because i feel like it's a waste of money but i that's where she's like well you don't have to wash as many dishes and i think her or lauren's biggest problem is that the kids will just take a cup or take a plate eat, and then they don't wash it. And she wants everything to be washed directly after use. And that's just not physically going to happen. And if not, then you rinse it off and put it in the dishwasher. And I think that's more likely, but the right. dishwasher often is full. You'd be surprised. I got to run the dishwasher twice a day. It seems like oh, uh, the amount of food and, and cups and everything, you know, that we're consuming or doing because my daughter, now that we're in, COVID, she cooks and bakes every day. She finds a new <laughs> recipe. Right. And and, it, right. and it's great in many ways because like I don't think I've cooked lunch for anybody since <laughs> since uh, seriously. And that's she they just cook, they cook for themselves and they cook for miles. And I still, you know, and I make dinner, but for the most part, breakfast, yeah, I think I make oats for miles in the morning, and then she they do the rest and they take care of it. And I'll come up and there'll be homemade pizza, there'll be homemade pepperoni rolls, they'll she'll she she'll make um Gee, she made me a Dole Whip the other day, which is a famous Disney drink. Uh, she, the, the one day she came up, and I don't know if I told you this, but thankfully I did. She was messing with oil, and she made churros, and that was not a good, <laughs> yeah. that, that was not yeah. a good sight. And I was like, yep, I'm glad I came up for this one because we would have been in some serious trouble. Yeah, but, grease, grease fires are serious business. Yeah, you don't want to burn down the house you're trying to sell. Or her face. You know, I, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't want to melt her face off. No. Yeah. which she didn't quite understand, like, all right, the severity. She used a plastic a plastic spoon mm. trying to dip the stuff out. I'm like, well, that's ruined. Oh. <laughs> so, but, yeah. it, you know, life lessons. Yeah. We had a nice talk that we will not play with oil. We will not be making donuts <laughs> or any of that stuff. It, that's not happening. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so my sink's always full. And I think that's Lauren's notion of if you use paper plates, you don't have to worry about that. But you can't make, you can't grill up, you know, meat with a paper skillet. So there's still right. going to be things that are going. To, so if I'm going to run the dishwasher, I don't, I, to me, I don't care if it's half full or full. So if I'm only eliminating half of the, and the plates don't take up tons of real estate. They have their own section. No. It's not right. a problem. I could fit, geez, I could fit 40 plates in there probably. You know, right. it's it's the bigger bowls and stuff that take up all the space. But that's right. the whole concept. So we do have, you know, so depending on what meal it is, and I always fought it, so I'd never buy them. And then Lauren would start buying them. And now that she has her click list, <laughs> she has her click list where she, you know, because normally I'd keep her out of the stores because I'm very driven when it comes to going to, <laughs> when it comes to grocery shopping, it's like this. There's a list, 
You get what's on your list, and that is it. There's no right. if it did if it wasn't on your list when you left your house saying I need this, then you really probably don't need it. Where right. You'll get a right. lot of that. Oh, look at that. That's a nice deal. Or, oh, this, look, I would like this. And then you put it in there. And next thing you know is your list that was 50 things is now 100 things. And your bill that was 100 bucks is now $300. So right. I am very much like that is how I shop. <laughs> I am in and out. I buy it. And then if it wasn't on the list, you didn't get it. Right. Well, that's, she is. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's how I did it. Here's a list of everything that I know I need. Girls, if there's anything you need, put it on the list. If it's not on the list, it's not happening. That's it. Just because mine was more of a just because I won't remember if it's not on this list. But it also was I, 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 I get into the store. I have my list. I go through the circuit in a very, you know, I know where the things are. I just power through, grab the things and get the heck out of there. I'm not, you know, lazily be bopping down all the aisles comparison shopping or checking stuff out. And, yeah, it, it keeps the bill down. It keeps it, you know, nice and tidy. I think Abby does the same thing. Like I know she has, a, you know, she still, we have a list. Everybody's responsible for putting their stuff on. Like I don't shop with her, so I don't know, but she doesn't seem to come home with a bunch of extraneous whatnots. Like every now and then she'd be like, Oh, I saw this and this seemed like a good idea for dinner. So, you know, which I got no beef with no going in, going into a grocery store, ill-prepared is probably a whole podcast in and of itself to bore the listeners with, but no, I get where <laughs> you're coming from. Well, uh, maybe one day we'll do an empty cast on ways to save money and or exp- speed up the process. But the, my whole – now that she does click lists, she gets online and she orders it all. I don't get to kind of – like I don't think she does the window yeah. shopping. But she does probably in a sense where she'll go down and she, she doesn't let me – or if she, let's put it this way. Let, let's recap a bit. She could put something on a list, and I know for a fact we don't need it. And if I went and shopped, I just wouldn't buy it paper plates right, right. <laughs> so right, no. i don't have that opportunity anymore you, lo- I, you you lose your veto capacity that's it <laughs> you know and i didn't veto much but i'm like all right she'll put something on the list and i know that it doesn't have a long shelf life and we always throw it away sometimes i just right. wouldn't buy it and she wouldn't know or for, she would forget right and right be, because that's i'm the one that typically goes through the cupboards organizes and 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 i'm the one that's kind of cooking i'm like all right i know we have you know, I know we had three things of peanut butter that she's just not seeing because it's not up front. Right. You know, so, but I don't have that luxury anymore, which is fine because I, I don't think I'll ever want to go back into a grocery store. There are well, some definite positives, some definite positives coming from COVID. And one of those is pushing me to say, yeah, like, why would, if I can just order from home, pull up, they put everything in my car. Why go in there? Why do it? So I'm really excited about the possibilities now that I'll, I think they even deliver to my new house, which is awesome. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, the, but, the, the whole, the whole click list thing, the whole thing where you do your shopping online and somebody at the store gets it already and you just pull up and grab it. When they first introduced that, I was very skeptical and a little snarky and, and a little like, come on people, it's grocery shopping. No one likes it, but it's not hard. Just, just do your thing. I wasn't against it per se. I was more anti that. In the sense that I am the guy who does go shopping, like goes into the store. To me, it seems weird to do that kind of shopping sort of online. Like there is something to be said for being able to look at things and see things and do things. Even though I'm a man on a mission, I feel like I can accomplish that mission quickly enough. It gets me out of the house. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Sure. But if, if you need to click, like if you're, you know, disabled or whatever, and click list makes sense for you, I don't besmirch you that. 
but it's more when I am in the store. Yeah, and I, I don't. Maybe it was the specific Kroger. Maybe it was the specific people working at the Kroger. But like, I'm in your store spending money trying to acquire my groceries, and y'all are just everywhere, slowing my roll, making life difficult for me. And you know, my my thing is okay. You've got you know Susie Q is going to show up in her minivan in 20 minutes, expecting all of her stuff, and you've got a job. You've got to collect all this stuff. But can you maybe be um, you know mindful? of the people who are currently in your store spending money to let me do what I want to do. So for the longest time, I kind of had a bug about the whole click list thing. So just to get it clear, you were mad because the employees have carts and they're gathering the groceries for the click list people. Is that what's going on? It's the way in which they were doing it. This. I, oh. What I witness is that they decide to stock and do inventory or in the middle of the day so they have these giant crates in the way because they're stocking their shelves and that in it on itself it drives me crazy especially and i'll and i'm a four dollar general under the bus these dollar generals aren't aren't known for having tons of you know aisle space Mm -hmm. but but every other aisle is filled with these carts of like hey i'm gonna just sit this here because of course i only have one employee working that's doing the register right. and stocking. So right. while there's nobody in here, I'll go try to do this instead of getting it out of the way, you know, and it just, that drives me crazy. So I, when you were originally saying that, I'm like, yeah, I deal with that, but no, I'm not mad it's, at it's, click it's... list, but I could understand if there's employees rushing around and they're in your way now because of their, their, you know, how they're stocking their stuff. Yeah. I mean, stocking is one thing like that's to me is a minor irritation. Like when I'm trying to get down an aisle and I can't get to where I'm going because there's a pallet of whatever's, I'm like, this store is 24 seven. Why do you not have a night shift doing this stuff? Why, you know, especially when I'm there, like on a Saturday, I'm like, I got to think Saturday is a pretty big shopping day for everybody. You know, the, the yes, come on, the nine to yes, five Monday absolutely. through Friday crowd. Like you can't find a better time, but like, I, I get it. You have to stock the shelves. That's the whole point. You, you know, if I, if I were also walking through and there was nothing on the shelves, I'd be bitching about that. Sure. So like, I get that. No, it's, it's the actual click list employees going through pulling things. And again, maybe it's just the Kroger I shop at. Maybe they're not well organized. Maybe they're incompetent. Maybe they're being paid, you know, not a livable wage and don't care. And for that, I understand and I get it. But do you need this cart to be all kitty corner in the aisle and you blocking hmm. personally with your body the rest of it while you scan the shelves looking for what it is you're after? Like, just be aware of your surroundings. But like I yeah. said, once once the pandemic hit, it you know, that shifted everything, you know, 180 degrees. It's like, you know what? You all do what you need to do. You are keeping potentially sick people from mingling with other potentially not sick people. If you want to click list, you want to just roll up and get your stuff and not talk to people. I am a hundred thousand percent on board with that. You know, I, I guess I never witnessed it because I'm going to tell you right now, click list was not a major thing here in the Ohio Valley. Like, there, yeah. you know, they offered it. Firstly, not all Kroger's offered here. I think the main Kroger, which we visit, you know, Martin Ferry Kroger, I don't yeah. believe they still even have it. The, the click list that we go to is the one in Wheeling, which will be our new local. And I've never been in that Kroger before pandemic where right. there were, you know, so the click list, and I doubt it was being readily used. And the same oh, no. can be said for Walmart. I remember using the first click list or like online ordering at Walmart was down in Florida because yeah. we're, you know, staying at a condo and we're like, well, we're not going to bring all these snacks and let's just go there. And that forced us to use it. But yeah. 
it's one of those things where like now that we are being forced to adapt and change and do things, it's making it's forcing us out of our comfort zone a bit to try new things. And we are going to yeah. discover some things that we actually like. I do not think I'm going to go back to a grocery store on a regular big shopping basis. I feel that I'm going to make my big, you know, let's bulk up the house for the month with a click right. list and and or have them deliver it if they can. That'd be great. You know, I'd pay five dollars to have them deliver it or just yeah. drive down there and have them all bring it in. And then my job is only to take it in the house. And if you think about it, you save yourself 45 minutes. So what could you do during that 45 minutes? You know, oh, you, oh, could, yeah. you could oh, talk. You could talk like said, about first, paper cups first, and paper plates. You know? Right, exactly. Well, and that's like I said, when it first came out, I was skeptical. And I'm like, is this really a service that we need? Like, are people really that busy or that lazy, whatever? And like the use case for where this makes sense, like I said, if, if you, you've got mobility issues or you're disabled or whatever, going to the store is a major pain in your ass. And that's problematic. Sure. And this sure. solves that problem. And, and I, again, for that reason, I'm, I'm on board. But, like, I don't want to stop watching my soap operas to go to the store for 45 minutes. I'll just, you know, do it for my phone and, and drive by real quick. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, well, I'm just, not going to do I'm it. Never gonna but, like I said, the new nah, situation I, that we're yeah. in, this all makes perfect sense. And this is probably the route to go. And, like I said, we, we still go grocery shopping. But I don't know, you know, maybe that will change, you know, depending well, on how things go and, and so forth. You know, maybe we don't. Well, and because I, again, I live in the big city, so there's a lot of this around, and maybe it's not made its way to the valley or as widespread, but, like, any given grocery store around here has a click list type sure. situation. The Target has a thing like that. The Lowe's, I think. Like, any any of the major stores around here now have a thing where you can order it online, mm-hmm. pull up to one of these special spaces, text them, and they will bring it out to you. And like yeah. I said, originally it's like, what is this for? Now I absolutely understand what it's for, and I'm 100% behind it. I think I would have been behind it regardless, and I because I do like efficiency. Yeah. And because let let's even if you are that person that's watching your soaps, and you and you just want to do your click list order on there, and and you, I mean, let's face it, there are some people that like grocery shopping. There's some people that dread it. Right. And if you can make it happen, and you can save yourself some time, and you can do something you'd rather do, and not have to go grocery shopping. All for it. You know, I don't think you're eliminating yeah. jobs, so to speak. You might have actually added jobs. And this is, of course, you're saying because now you have to have somebody bring that out to you. Where when we eliminated jobs at those at, at the grocery stores, those were the self-checkouts, you know. Oh, yeah. So, so oh, yeah. now you you more than likely have to up your staff. Oh, yeah, because now you've extent. got people stocked. Yeah. You've got people mm-hmm. running the registers. You've got people stocking the shelves and keeping the place tidy. You now also have people who are basically professional shoppers. That's it. You know. Yeah. And and they're bringing it out to you, and we get to be more efficient because we get to do whatever the heck we want to do. Because you know, I sit there and I just listen to another podcast, or, or you know, I've I've sat there and, and wrote you know some blogs or whatever, as opposed to me walking around in a grocery store getting super mad at the person in front of me that's going super slow, <laughs> you know, right? Looking around for stuff. So I'm all for it. I just don't think I would have adapted to it because it's not what I'm used to. Well, and that I so, think that was part of I think that's that was part of my initial resistance. Like course, I don't love I don't love <laughs> I don't love going grocery shopping, but it was okay. I wake up on Saturday, I throw a load of laundry into the into the washing machine, I grab the list, I go to the grocery store. 
Like, you know, I come home, I put that away, I flip the laundry. Like, it was part of my routine. Doing the grocery shopping wasn't the most fun part. It wasn't like, ooh, it's Saturday, I get to go shopping. Like, it wasn't like that, but it was something I did. It's a necessary piece, and I'd worked it into my routine, and it's fine. Sure. And it was, I, I will be real honest with you. It was 90% Todd is a rapidly aging gentleman with early onset grumpiness who just, oh, this new thing, oh, I sure must wear well, my fist at I it and it. say that it's stupid. Yeah. Well, I heard that. I heard that in your tone when you're talking about it. I was like, yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm not much different because we did have click list and I was in wheeling every day picking up my kids from school, which it's just right. there. And we always said, well, yeah, we should do that and just swing by and get it. You don't have to go to, you know, because there's nothing more that I hate than going to Martin's Ferry's Kroger. <laughs> like I absolutely hate it. I just it's it's I don't necessarily like hanging out with the crowd of the pajama wearers, you know, that's going through the aisles and, and <laughs> loading up. On, I just don't love it, you know. And I don't go to Walmart because I don't like the same aspect. I just don't want to be around people, you know. I, right. It's, so right. So no, when it comes down to it, yeah. that's why we buy a lot of stuff off Amazon and a lot of stuff online anyway. We just don't want to. We you know, it's not worth the time. Plus, I also live forty minutes away from everywhere, so right. it's not an easy right. quick. The only time, and this is the complete opposite, what I did like to do is I kind of want to, and I believe they do this in a lot of European countries and, and uh, maybe over in Asia, that they prepare and they shop daily for meals, meaning oh, they yeah. go to their local market and buy what they're going to eat that day. And right. I, since I was on the road every single day, I could drive by our little local mom and pop uh, shop down in, in, uh, right. in Tiltonville. Right. And I could buy exactly what I needed for that meal that day, which saves right. me a ton. And at that point in time, I said, well, I won't ever really have to throw away things, and I can just know exactly how much a meal costs that day. I don't have to yeah. bulk up. And you could right. say, well, that – you know, I remember making a really extravagant meal years ago that required all types of deli meats and stuff. And I'm like, crap, Lauren, that meal – that just casserole-type thing that you made me make – was like $30. And I'm like, we'll never make that again. That is ridiculous. Y you know, because right. we all think that cooking at home is, is saving you money a lot of the times, right? You save money by depends cooking. What you're do depends what That's you're doing. It. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I imagine, no offense, I imagine some of your guys' meals, since it's, you know, vegan and or vegetarian or special, is probably more expensive than, than many, many of it the It depends. Yeah. It depends because yeah, if I, I'm struggling to think of a specific example, but like if we're if we're making something and yeah, it, it requires one one portion of actual meat, one portion of vegetarian, you know, meat like substance and one vegan equivalent, you know, there's a lot of time and money that goes into that and so forth. But by that same token, like this is the part that that regularly if the answer is mac and cheese or tomato soup. There's a super easy, super cheap way to do that, and it's called Campbell's Tomato Soup or Kraft Macaroni and Cheese or whatever variations or equivalents you can make at home. It will cost you a buck maybe to make these things. And they look and go, let's go to Panera. I'm like, what are you going to yeah. get at Panera? Well, they, they're tomato soup. Oh, they're macaroni and cheese. I'm like, so <laughs> we're, pay, we're paying $6 a head for uh -huh. something that I could pay you know, $3 for all in. If we just made it at home, oh yeah, but we want Panera. Like that's the stuff. I'm like, come on, really? Well, um, that, I mean, and those are those are the <laughs> scenarios where you definitely want to cook at home, you know. I, I so well, I mean, yeah, if you can get away with it and it doesn't start a yeah. mutiny. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I would say is get on Pinterest and find out the Panera bread tomato soup recipe because that's really what it's about. 
because we learned Lauren. So my favorite meal is uh, Applebee's Fiesta Lime Chicken. It's really, really good. But you know what's even better is when you make it at home because it's <laughs> it's fresh. <laughs> so, so so Fiesta Lime Chicken is awesome at Applebee's, but sometimes it comes out and it's it's been sitting under that you know microwavable light or whatever the heck it is, and it's, right. it, it's fine. But we found a recipe at home, and now that's pretty much like. Eric, what do you want for your birthday dinner? Fiesta lime chicken. What do you want for Father's Day? Fiesta lime chicken. And it's so so we've I've realized that you really can if you find a good recipe, you can pretty much create these meals if you have favorites. So like oh, yeah. Panera breads, tomato soup, or whatever, you can find what they do. Oh you yeah, know, and make that happen. Yeah. But then you don't have the clout of saying you got Panera. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that that's it. You can't have that. And it's very difficult, you know. Uh. The, yeah. So but when when I eat my Applebee's at home, you know, I'm I'm worried about not having that cloud of Applebee's. Well, that's which that's is the, you, you gotta keep... <laughs> which that that was sarcastic. Uh, I'm sorry for all uh, Applebee's oh. people out there. Uh, Lauren Lauren spent a good stint working at Applebee's for years and made and then helped pay for our first house with her Applebee's money. So I I apologize oh, for being sarcastic. And I got and I got and I got nothing against Panera. And their their stuff is fine, and and I don't I don't hate it. It's just I don't understand how that gets you clout to begin with, whereas young ladies seem to think it's just the hip hip oh. place to go and to know whatever. And I'm like I do not understand this. This is overpriced, whatever, whatever. And it's not really that much better than any number of other offerings. But whatever, that's fine. It's well, making you happy. Sure, we'll, we'll get you some whatever, whatever. Like it's whatever. I don't know. Well, I'm whatever, just gonna keep whatever. saying whatever. No, no, I, yeah. I was I caught that. Well, I will tell you, yeah. I did have a stint where I would go to Panera quite frequently. I was working up in Pittsburgh in a place called Washington, PA. They had a nice right. Panera. I was a salesperson selling um, advertisement. What Lauren Lauren did for the longest time and, and did really well at, I'm not good at. I, I, I was not good at all, <laughs> and I did not like the idea of cold calling, walking into a business, saying, hey, I would like to talk to you about advertising. Uh, so yeah. there was a Panera Bread in Washington that I typically would sit and uh, – and, get a cup of coffee right. mind you they have wonderful coffee cups there they're they're insulated very <laughs> nice uh, i don't know if they're plastic they're, they're probably the nicer paper right of the nice okay. plates and i would right. sit there for hours on my computer uh avoiding you know and maybe getting the courage to be able to drive to a location to step in there and be like hey i'd like to talk about your advertising so right with that being said we we started with paper cups i think we end with paper cups Todd. Yeah, that, that, this that was, was a, that was a good that was a good way of bringing it all around, Eric. Good, good job. So, uh, yeah, this was a fantastic hodgepodge episode. Thanks, Eric. It was a good random hopping around chat this morning. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Thanks for hanging in there, listeners. Until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.